Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Out of Bounds Show podcast is presented by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. Your golf game starts with Edwin Watts Golf Shop. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. All right. Good morning. Welcome in. Yeah, I feel like I accomplished something this weekend. I went to a college basketball game. Yeah, feel good about it. Maybe done for the year, but I did go. I did go. The Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN, WRKS. Brought to you by the great stakes at Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Uh, Tyreek Hill is unguardable. We know that. Kind of like Steph Curry. And, um... Yeah, Tyreek Hill is unguardable. And Josh Allen is a star now. Dude can just throw it on a rope. Dude, some of those Throwing darts. Compliments of Jackson Dart. That was a great throw right there, too, Blake. Some of those slant throws he would throw. To Kelsey? Yeah. For the dub? How about all the uh, designed QB runs for Josh Allen? Yeah. And then they would run that RPO, and they slants would be wide open off of it. Because how is the linebacker going to defend that? It's impossible. Well, your favorite offensive coordinator who used to be at the University of Alabama. Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball. He's about to be an NFL head coach. You feel 99.9 or 100%? If it's not this offseason, it's next. There's okay. no doubt. What he's He is, you could argue, he is the biggest factor in the evolution he and whoever their QB coaches are the biggest factors in the evolution of Josh Allen as a football player mm. it's been incredible to watch what he was when he first got here to what he is now yeah do you know his rookie season was closer aligned to Trevor Lawrence's season this year in terms of his statistics yeah than like one of the star breakout rookie QBs of recent memory? well he got a pass I mean again if some other quarterbacks that we referenced would have played like that it would have been you know yeah. The world was yeah. coming to an end. couple of things. Nobody knew where he played in college, and two, he was at Buffalo. Yeah. Okay. And the Bills were already bad. Well, so, yeah. they weren't playing on TV at that point. Yep. Now they have grabbed some more coveted TV spots in the last uh, year because, they've actually, because, as you said, he's grown up and they've got a good roster. That GM's done a wonderful job, and McDermott is good, and Brian Dayball's good. Yeah. So kudos to the Bills. They, they had a hell of a year. Uh, I'm, I don't dig the overtime rules. I would like for the other team to have an opportunity to uh, yeah. to score, but that's where we are. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Tom Luganbill will join us uh, at 8.30. Tom Luganbill. 
will join us at 8.30. National college football analyst with ESPN. He played Power 5 quarterback and uh, coached quarterbacks and has evaluated quarterbacks for over 15 years. And he'll join us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Speaking of Startable, uh, I hit two brothers. Ooh. I thought that was good. Um, I got to see a lot of people. The, the hump was packed, you know. Again, I, I've, I've been to a couple of basketball games, you know, the last few years, and there's nobody there. You know, you can move around, kind of sit where you want, and that wasn't the case for uh, uh, this game. And But I was impressed with the student section. Whenever an MSU or Ole Miss student section gets revved up and committed and, and they go and they're loud, I just think it's awesome. I think because a couple of things. You, your experience goes really quick, and you don't you you kind of take it for granted, but there is nothing like being in there with the energy and your friends that you'll you don't know then, but you'll remember forever. Yes, and you will. You're 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 in Balt Hemingway. You're in the Hump. You're in Davis Wade, or even mm-hmm. you know we're creating some. Uh, which who who knew this was going to happen years ago? We're creating some kind of student sections in. Uh, in baseball too, but the opportunity to hang out with your buddies and experience all the highs and lows of SEC sports, pretty darn special. And uh, the hump was right. It just surprised me, Blake. I don't want to surprise you. I didn't get there until a minute before tip. Yeah, that's shocking. I don't need to do all the other theatrics. And um, it was perfect. I sat <laughs> down. My my two good friends got me a ticket. I had a great seat, um, and I sat down, and literally Tip was a minute later, and boom, we were off. And the stu- it surprised me that the student section was there and that rowdy. loud yeah. and engaged, and they should be. Yeah, and, and uh, you know because it. What else are you gonna do? I mean, you know, it's just fun and powerful to go and experience the adrenaline and the electricity of live sports and a scoreboard with your friends but that's why at 20 years old. That's why it's so important when you're an AD making hires or when you're a coach making your decisions on how to be your, a coach philosophically that you create an environment that invites that exciting opportunity. So it's why Hugh Freeze is so polarizing. His teams could score at any second. It was exciting. It was electric. There is something to be said about why it, it has been a struggle for State and Ole Miss in basketball at times because they have fielded teams that are not exciting and not electric offensively. Well, you, you're right. You have to score. You, you got to put the ball in the bucket. And um, it's the and same Mississippi thing in State did that on. I give them credit, man. I mean, Garrison Brooks and and Molinar filled that thing up, and DJ later, uh, Tolu was effective. And I and again, I hate that he got injured. Uh, Ole Miss never really got anybody going. Brooks was hard to handle, um, but Morrell couldn't get rolling. And um, and how many games? Brayfield couldn't get rolling, and Ruffin, could, you know, you've got to get somebody going. You on the peri- on the perimeter, that's yeah. the part. That, that's what I was about to say. It's got to be on the perimeter. Garrison's such a throwback player, Garrison Brooks, who played at North Carolina, whose dad's an assistant coach at Mississippi State. Garrison is is what you I mean you're not going to tell him not to do this cuz he was so effective and so efficient on Saturday. You know, he hurt Ole Miss anywhere between 8 and 15 feet from the basket. And he could score from all over, you know, he's moving around. 
He seems to be getting more comfortable. Neither one of these two teams have any chemistry uh, like you would want them to because, I mean, we're in the transfer days. Every year you're going to have four guys leave and four guys come in in college basketball, right? So what is that, 30% of your roster, 40% of your roster? And so you're never going to have the Timmy Bowers, Derek Zimmerman playing together for games and games. and I mean, they knew where they were going to go. Michael White and Keith Carter played forever together. They knew people can roll their eye. It is, it is, inc- I can't tell you how valuable it is. It matters to have had 70 and 80 and 90 games under your belt together, knowing what you're going to do in critical situations. Yep. And so Molinar and Brooks have never played together. They're actually playing well together, but they, ha- they don't have 50 games under their belt together. And if they did, they would be lethal, but they're not because the games, both of them are going to leave after this year, whether they need to or not. And it's not the way the game is set up anymore. You know, Tyree and Davis and, 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 uh, what's his name played together for, for a long Shuler. time. Yeah. yeah. Shuler from South Carolina. Um, and, and so that is so difficult to bottle. And state needs another guard. They're not as talented as all their as so. I hear fans. I run it. Well, we're, we're loaded. You're not. You're not. Uh, watch Auburn, please. Watch Auburn. Oh my gosh. I mean, I can give you a few teams to watch. Watch LSU. And, and and it's not real hard. And you know we can figure it out really quick. I'll I'll come over to your house. We'll open a beer. <laughs> you know, if you want to watch Arizona and then watch Mississippi State. Um, if you want to watch Baylor and then watch MSU, you, you have some good player. Molinar's good. Garrison Brooks is good. DJ Jeffries is a nice player. Tolu is a between nice and he's good actually when he's healthy. He's in, in college basketball today. You can win with Tolu Smith, but you are not elite. You don't have a special player, and you don't have a player with. Du- Molinar is a wonderful young man and kid from everything I've heard. But you got to have a dude. You know, Q Weatherspoon and Tyree could go get a bucket anytime, any, on the road, they'd go get it. On the road, shot clock under five. I'll take the basketball. Please throw it right here. I got it. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Luganville at 830. You're listening to the Out of Bounds Show, fueled by Fleetway Market. Whether you're on the road to the tailgate or headed up to hunting camp, stop by Fleetway Market to fuel up the car and the cooler today. Oh man, what's next for uh, for Tom Brady? And no, I wasn't going to say Ben Hallen. You thought I was. You thought I was. Or MJ Daniels. Uh, or Jackson Dart. Uh-oh. We've got all kinds of stuff going on. But uh, what what's next for Tom Brady? Blake and I were discussing this morning. He immediately said, he comes back. He back. No doubt in your mind. No doubt in my mind. Tom Brady ain't riding off like that. I, I lean that way. If Ben Roethlisberger's old, out of shape behind, comes back for a season after getting beat in the playoffs, well, Tom Brady ain't, ain't walking think out Think about like how that. many times Favre came back. 
you know, we didn't think he would comes back again and yeah. again. And, you know, well, addicts always come back. I mean, that's what it is in anything. You're addicted to the adrenaline of what bra- playing a sport at the most important position on the field and winning and competing. Yeah, Brett Favre was so addicted to football that he went and coached Oak Grove as the offensive coordinator. That's still amazing. So I just want you to set a. I mean, there, there, there are Hall now guys that are what, Blake, 20 something years old? Because yeah. that's been a little while. 23, 24, 25. Probably about that age. Maybe a little younger. Yeah. That uh, can, they're like, you know, they're now getting into their work, into the workforce. Yeah. And, you know, they're talking to, maybe they're getting interviewed for a job mm-hmm. or they take a job and you start to meet people in your comp- yeah. company. You know how that works. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like, well, you know, what did, where'd you go to high school? I went to Oak Grove, kind of talk. Yeah, my offensive coordinator was Brett Favre. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, but when you say that, that's, that's the type of addict that Brett Favre is. He could not give up the game of football. Right. And I get it. Tom Brady, we've talked about this. In, we said this in the, before the show, remember? There's people in other industries. There's doctors. There's restaurateurs. There are lawyers. There are insurance people. There are some people who just cannot give up what they love doing. Yeah. Whether it's... We've talked about how there's 70-something-year-old men yeah. who have already killed it. Yeah. Okay. Who have no business... They Crushed could, yeah, it. No business actually working. And they're still getting up and going to the office this morning. Which is like... You don't have, but for some people, that's that they're addicted the next to the challenge project. Yep, the grind. They yep. are addicted to the grind, yep. and it's Tom Brady has talked about this, and I think it's either in Man in the Arena, which is the ESPN kind of docu series, phenomenal, or it's in one of his maybe podcast appearance or radio appearances. I, yeah, I've, I've heard so much from him over thirty years now; it's hard to remember. But he talks about he loves to practice. <laughs> you know how like psychotic that is. Yeah, to love practicing in football. Do you know how many NFL players don't love practicing? Do you know how many overall of And they're still good players? At any level don't like practicing? Right. Yes. You think yeah. Randy Moss really wanted to be at practice? You think Terrell... I mean, Brett Favre yeah. was not a guy who woke up and no. was like, I, I love practice. No. So, there is zero doubt in my mind that Tom Brady woke up this morning and he was mad that he wasn't preparing for the NFC title game. No question. And it's nine eighteen his time. Personally upset. He may be throwing the football with somebody. Yeah, or pumping iron. Yeah, or doing some calisthenics, some yoga, eating avocado, eating avocado toast. That's what the name of his podcast should be: Avocado Toast. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's coming I, back. There's no he's doubt He's coming in my back. Mind. No All doubt. Right. In my mind. Aaron Rodgers is not going back to Green Bay. I would also bet that's, yes, correct. If I had to bet a grand, I'd yep. bet no. Yep. I'm okay? taking the field, not the, the package. Is Sean Payton leaving New Orleans? What is going on there? Is that the like, biggest? Is that, is that, well, what's he is posh- that a bunch of, what would he be uh, posturing for? You know, NFL rumor scuttlebutt. What, what would he be posturing for if he wasn't coming back? Like, like if he was... Doing this for a reason, but he wanted to come back, but he's trying to get something out of it. What would he be trying to get out? I mean, he's they, got complete control. Sure, this. he does. So, like, what? Even over Mickey. I mean, and Mickey is amazing. Mickey Loomis is yes. amazing. But Sean gets to if he wants something, he can override Mickey. He can, you know, they. It's been pretty clear. This is as close to the Pete Carroll situation in Seattle without true total power. Well, except Sean's better than Pete at picking players. Well, no, players. I understand, but I'm just and, saying without complete true power. On the side of the football that you need to be. Uh, so, so that's my point. If he if he has no true interest in leaving, why would this be circulating? 
Because what else? I don't know. He's getting get? paid eight million a year. Yeah. What does he need more? No, I mean you're eight million a year, and he doesn't spend any dollars. Nah, when, I mean, he's yeah. got his place in Alice Beach, which evidently is just balling. But other than that, but when he's in season, but I mean, he only gets like for. a few weeks. I mean, these guys, dude, he's on the grind. You a know, lot, yes. yeah. You know, I know they have their window where they can get out a little bit, but. Um, Sean Payton leaving? I don't see it, but maybe. What? Is he restless? He's been in New Orleans for a long time. Can I ask you this question? Is it 2006 was his first season? Is he looking around going, I don't want to deal with a rebuild? Because I'm of the I'm of the opinion that the Saints are much closer to rebuild than they are to... Reload? NFC title game appearance. I, I, I think I agree with... Because even though their defense was great... They're now a year older. And it's only getting older. I mean, I love Demario Davis. He's a year older. He's in his 30s. Cam, uh, Cam, Cam Jordan's Jordan, yep. in his, well in his 30s. I mean, all of a sudden, man, in Lattimore, the NFL, you yeah. just, it's that, it's that, it's not even that step. It's not that half step. It's not the quarter step. It is literally the ability to pivot in lightning speed yeah. to get where you, I mean, did you see the level of play yesterday? Ooh. I mean, it's the best game. We're a college football show and I love SEC football. But the NFL is so good. Yep. It's almost, you know, mesmerizing. Uh, Yeah, it was this week. And yesterday was just, uh, what was yeah. that, six, seven hours of, yeah. of just high-level, off-the-chart skilled athletes, good coaching, just amazing. That That's what we want. And, uh now, now you, we've got your Bengals going to the Chiefs right. and the 49ers yeah. at the Rams. How well, about Matthew Stafford, too, from Georgia, SEC kid? So happy who's for at him. a dis- I mean, he's better than, than several quarterbacks who have won it in the 2000s, won the Super Bowl. Not even close, yeah. And, and here's a young man who's very, very talented who had to go to the dysfunctional Detroit Lions. And showed them loyalty. Like, stayed there longer stayed too than long. he had to. Stayed Absolutely. too long. Absolutely. Stayed too long. Kind of like Carson Palmer stayed in Cincinnati too long. Larry Fitzgerald in, in Arizona. Yeah, a little bit different. I mean, he just wasn't going to leave, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Matthew Stafford makes a play against the GOAT yesterday. When everything was going wrong. Think everything was going wrong. And I love Cam Akers. And Cam is a remarkable story. But now, you can't mm-mm, put mm-mm, the ball mm-mm. on the carpet. Not multiple times. Okay. Not multiple times. He had times. already done it earlier when they were going in to score in the halftime. Could have ended the game at halftime. Could have been curtains, maybe. It would have been 27 or 28 to, to 6 at the time. 27 or three. to 3. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he puts the ball on the ground, then puts it on the ground again in the fourth quarter. And I love his game, his his explosiveness, his, his shiftiness and all that. Everything's going against you. Brady just dropped a up a bomb in the bread basket yeah. of Michael Evans and Matthew Stafford comes back and makes the play of his life. Yeah. There's no doubt. And and I joked, I was with my dad watching the end of that game and we, I said, this is look, Sean McVay went, did you see Sean run out on the field and find Stafford after the play, after they yeah. spiked it and he was freaking out with him uh, after they hit that game winner. Sean McVay is sitting there going, we're validated. Everything we gave up, everything that we did, all the moves we made, validated. Because the two biggest stars in that game for L.A., Matt Stafford on offense and Von Miller on defense, were two guys that they went out and made wild trades for this season. And it worked out. Did work out. It's incredible.
The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by RPT, Rick's Pro Truck. Spray and bed liners and lift kits, tires and wheels. RPT and Gluckstadt. RPT Flowood, Lakeland Drive. And RPT Commercial, Highway 80 Pearl Airport, right across from Miskelly Sleep Store. Rick'sProTruck.com. Good morning. Welcome in. We'll have Tom Luganville coming up next. We'll talk some QB1. Uh, we're going to talk Mahomes, Josh Allen, and uh, Joe Burrow. Definitely Joe Burrow. The dudes from this weekend. You're listening Out of Bounds, powered by Superior Foundation for all your foundation repairs. Superior. Superior.ms. Superior Foundation. This is ESPN 1059 The Zone. Tom Luganville coming up next. The Out of Bounds Show podcast is presented by the Premium Cigars at Havana Smoke Shop. Visit their two locations, I-55 in Jackson and on the res, for your premium cigar needs. Only at Havana Smoke Shop. Press the button, my friend. The Out of Bounds Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Wow. Good morning. Welcome in. That was a hell of a Sunday. Unbelievable. Oh, I enjoyed that. And Saturday, for that matter. Great weekend of football. We are the Out of Bounds Show, driven by the Ram Trucks. Jeep Grand Cherokees, pre-owned and new SUVs and trucks. Mack Hike and Flowood, MackHikeFlowood.com. Ram Trucks, Jeep Grand Cherokees. You're listening to ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app, and we welcome in Tom Luganville on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Um, Lugs, how about how about football and quarterback play this weekend, both Saturday and Sunday, my man? How about the kickers play? You know, kickers are people too, Bo. <laughs> we can't we can't we can't forget that those dudes. When it came down to it, all of them delivered. I mean, unbelievable. What a display of professionals, the top 0.07% of our population. I mean, and when you really consider it, we do the numbers all the time from a recruiting perspective. And, and, you know, when you look at the high school guys, then moving on to college, and you see how small – the percentages of people that actually get to play this game. And I'm not talking about people playing the game out of Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow level. I'm just saying being privileged enough to play the game at the collegiate level. And then when you go on to the next level, 99.6% of all players that play college football will never play in the NFL. So what we saw this weekend was something that I don't know if I've seen in my lifetime, and I don't know if the Stars would align to see it again in future years, but I got to tell you, in the AFC, man, we're going to be in for some unbelievable fireworks at the quarterback position over the next decade. Okay, walk me through, Josh Allen. You, you played quarterback at the Power 5 level. You coached quarterback at both college and the pros, and you've been evaluating quarterbacks for over 15 years. What What is it? All right, for, it looks like he's actually been developed, too, by Brian Dayball. Because you hear in the NFL, you don't really get developed. You better come in and be ready to play. But but what jumps out at you about all the things that they're allowing Josh Allen to do, especially almost like 
zone read RPOs with four options. What do you see, Luke's? I see NFL coaches put their egos aside, take their quote-unquote systems, put them aside, and acknowledge that you can no longer coach the quarterback or ask the quarterback to be a pro-style guy or a West Coast guy. That's not, that's not how quarterbacks are being trained and developed at the collegiate level. So while it is, there's risk involved with that because obviously you want to protect your $50 million investment, at the end of the day, where you've got to give up Brian Dayball, to be honest with you, I, I think it's, I think Andy Reid uh, really started this with Patrick Mahomes. You got to understand, Andy Reid. Andy Reid was born and bred from the West Coast offense womb. That's all he's ever coached. It's all he's ever done. And all of a sudden, he looked at this guy, started looking at what his skill set was, and saying. Why would we try to stick a square peg into a round hole when we could come up with ways to really maximize what he does well and put him in a comfort zone? And when you watch Buffalo, when you watch Kansas City, if you didn't know the logos and you watch them on offense, you would think they were college teams. I mean, you really would. The way that they play, the way they operate, what they allow the quarterback to do. And if you have quarterbacks, that are that athletic, then you're going to have to institute some form of quarterback run game. Not all the time, but just sprinkled in here and there. It's a bit of a risk, but it's also something that's difficult to to defend at the NFL level because they rarely have to do it. And so, I mean, I look at this this Josh Allen guy, I see this big physical, I see a more athletic Ben Roethlisberger when Ben was that age. And And to me, I mean, this guy – He's so he's so physically gifted, yet at the same time, he's not tapped out. And I think there's a very small percentage of players that are like that. Well, that's a strong comp, and I like where you went there. Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds show. Um, a more athletically gifted Ben Roethlisberger at that age. Um, with All right, can you... With the way the game is played, and you said now with what coaches are willing to do at the pro level, man, how much of a disadvantage are you at with a Mac Jones-type player compared to Josh Allen and Mahomes, and even the guys that are a tier below, Lukes, but can move around and extend the play and do some of the things that you were just describing? Oh, Joe Burrow, by the way, is people don't give him credit for how just filthy athletic he is. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, deceptively athletic. He sure is. Look at Justin Herbert. Yes. Athletic, right? You see the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. You see all these young guys. Russell Wilson. You're you're seeing guys that, that when things aren't perfect, they can make it perfect. Or they can make it happen. They can make it work. And I'm not saying that a Mac Jones... Um, you know, some of those guys, even a Ryan Tannehill, as, as athletic as he is, you know, the guy was a wide receiver at one point. But I do believe that if you're, if you're going to be more into the Mac Jones mold or the Aaron Rodgers mold or, you know, some of these guys that are, are going to just be, be pocket players, you probably have to be maybe a little bit better around them, right? Things have to be a little bit more perfect. Timing has to be a little bit um, – more consistent where if you don't if if you're athletic under center 
and things break down, it's not the end of the world if it's not perfect. I think that's kind of the, the, the two contrasting styles right now. And it's not to say that a, you know, a Matt Ryan type or, a, you know, we, you mentioned a, a Mac Jones type amongst many others. It's not to say that they couldn't get you to a Super Bowl. But I do think that there is, there is a relief on behalf of NFL defenses when they go into a game and they always know where the quarterback's going to be. Right, and they know yeah. that they're not going to have to try to tackle him or defend him in the run game, and that's why they're looking for a guy like Matt Corral, Tom. Absolutely, they're looking. They're looking for a Matt Corral. They're looking for the guy that is can improvise. I mean, did you see? I mean, there were some times I sat on my sofa last night and watched the arm angles of Patrick Mahomes. And the way he was navigating pressure and, and, you know, winging it underneath, flipping it with his left hand, I mean, you can't coach those things. You can sit there and drill that all you want. A guy can either do that or he can't do that. So these guys that kind of have that riverboat gambler type of mentality or type of skill set, they're, they're in an entirely different conversation. And, and, I, and they're rare. I mean, there's not many of them. Could Matt Corral be a guy like that? Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I think he's definitely displayed it at the collegiate level. Um, but, man, oh, man, I, mean, I, I watched some of that stuff yesterday, and I'm like, nobody does this stuff. I mean, no, there's nobody else, not Russell Wilson, not, not anybody in that league that is doing the stuff with his arm to get the ball out of his hand and either avoid a sack or avoid a pressure or avoid a batted pass at the line of scrimmage like that guy is. He's an alien. I've already figured yeah, that out. Patrick a total Mahomes. creature. Golly. Yep, no doubt. Tom Luganville played Power 5 quarterback. He joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. All right, then you go to Kyle Shanahan and what they're, what they're doing and scheming. Uh, I love talking to you about this because as a coach's son, you grew up on the West Coast. It was more innovative at that time. And then yeah. you've, you've been able to see, you know, other – schemes and approaches and so on but like what Kyle Shanahan is doing one with Jimmy G but with Debo Samuel I mean that's unbelievable and that's not what coaches were willing to do for a long time Luke's no no I mean they're getting creative they're getting innovative they're making things so much more difficult for defenses to have to defend um you're taking your skilled players and you're putting them in a direct snap situation and you're running the wildcat now all of a sudden you got an extra guy in the box on offense that the defense has to account for, so you have a numbers advantage. I mean, these are all the college concepts, right? These are all the things that we've seen going back to the 2006 season of Gus Malzahn at Arkansas with Felix Jones and with Darren McFadden, and they had the, the, the freshman quarterback in Mitch Mustaine that wasn't ready, so they, they tried to figure out other ways of moving the ball, and it created this whole entire phenomenon that we've now embraced and we've seen kind of infiltrate college football and now you start to see it at the NFL level, and it just you, – you have so much to prepare for in such a short period of time that it just creates it creates defensive headaches. It really does. Uh, the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, is brought to you by Havana Smoke Shop for all your premium cigars, premium sticks. Havana Smoke Shop, I-55 North uh, Frontage Road, and then Havana Smoke Shop across from Shaggy's. Um, We'll have Tom Luganville back in just a second. The Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. 
Luke's Brady and Evans connect. I think everybody's going, here we go again. And just talk about Stafford leaving a dysfunctional franchise and coming back and answering the bell with the throw to Cooper Cup. I'll tell you, man, it's amazing what happens when you take a premier talent, all right, which Matthew Stafford is. You have the the mix of the right coaching staff, the right scheme, and then you make all the right moves on the free agent market, in the draft market. And I'm not just talking offensively. I'm talking Von Miller, okay? You talk about – isn't it amazing how when things are going good, what a good teammate OBJ is? <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, it, 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 it's hilarious, you know, when, when you when you look at the, the caliber of players that they've had. I mean, because you're looking at – you know, the problem with being in Detroit, if you're going to really talk about Matthew Stafford, who wants to go there in free agency? Nobody. How are you supposed to commit? Yeah, how, how are you supposed to compete? In free agency, well, that's not the case in Los Angeles. And I'll tell you what, I don't know how you felt, though, but I thought that was a poor officiating call on the personal foul on Mike Evans down there. That happened yeah. within the act of the play, and the whistle blew afterwards. That wasn't a post a post uh, uh, dead ball whistle I, or a play. I didn't think it was. That's a great point, Luke's. Boy, they didn't hesitate on it either. I mean, they they didn't. They got they on the mic the replay, and said, though. "Here's the deal." They, yeah, yeah. They they ran the replay, and you can hear the whistle blow after the shot to the face. Oof. So that was odd to me. I don't know. All right, ha- out of bounds. One hundred five nine. The zone. ESPN. He is Tom Luganbill on the Corona Premier Guest Line. How do you turn it over four times against Tom Brady and still win the game? Luke's. <laughs> uh, in in my opinion, I, I think it came down to the L.A. Rams and their defensive front seven pressure. I mean, there was just as good as Tom Brady is at getting the ball out of his hand and being able to combat pressure with timing and anticipation. They didn't even allow him to get into rhythm to do that. So I, I think at the end of the day, you really limited – even though you may have turned it over quite a few times, you ended up compensating because defensive pressure that never allowed Tampa to be able to get a leg up when they finally got the ball because you started forcing three and outs. And that was a complete testament to the pressure defensive front seven from, from, from the Rams. All right, let's hit Burrow. Here's a guy, again, another pretty much dysfunctional franchise, has a devastating injury last year. You know, you could argue he's got the greatest season in the history of college football. Um, Ohio State just almost like Georgia with fields. I mean, just things, timing and all that. When you look at the way he is playing in such a short period of time, coming off an injury, and the, what he can do as far as extending plays and his arm strength, Luke's, just talk about what he can do. And regardless of the weather, by the way, so can Mahomes. These guys can throw darts regardless of what's going on as far as, you know, climate and weather. That's so true, too. And it's, it's interesting, too, when you go back and you look at NFL draft prep and you're talking about weather and you're talking about quarterbacks, go to hand size. Go look at when they measure their hand size because you're not going to want to – draft a small-handed guy in a cold-weather environment, you know. And so I think that's something that, that, you know, it's part of the evaluation process when you're going to be 
you're going to be in a, a cold weather city, particularly if you have the opportunity to host or play in playoff games where you, you know, you could have sub-zero temperatures or sub-freezing temperatures. You know, I, I think the one of the big things, really big things, is when the Bengals decided to take Jamar Chase, you've got to imagine the conversation that must have occurred between Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow, and they're making these decisions, and, and, and they're going to him. They've got to say, hey, listen, is this guy a difference maker? Is this guy, can he transform our offense? Can he, is he a guy that, that you trust or that you had a relationship with? And you got to figure that Joe Burrow checked all the boxes with him. And look at the, just look at the relationship and the trust that he has in that guy. And then how it's opened things up for Tyler Boyd and um, Uzama, the tight ends, all of a sudden become a big factor in that offense. He's got a premier player uh, in, in Joe Mixon. I think what, what they did in that draft and bringing Jamar Chase in, what that did for Joe Burrow's confidence and how it impacted defenses having to come up with a plan of limiting explosive plays by Chase, which opens things up for other people, so good. And I don't know if you guys, if you heard the, the comments from the broadcasters in that game, I, I, I want to say it was, um, uh, it was Iron Eagle and it was Trent Green, I believe. And they talked about how, what a photographic memory, and what a tremendous memory Joe Burrow has. And that Zach Taylor had never been around a player that takes as few notes, but then when he challenges him on things, he can just off the top of his head name off everything everybody's got to do and every adjustment everybody's got to make just because he visualizes it and he sees it, right? You know, everybody learns differently. Everybody processes differently. That's a guy who's very, very visual. So it's very, very clear that he works at it. He's smart. He can see what's coming. But now that he's got confidence and a difference maker out wide, I think that's what's made a huge difference uh, in, in Joe Burrow. He's passed the knee thing. I think he's proven that. Mm-hmm. But to have the confidence that he has now, and I think Jamar Chase is, is really – a direct reflection of that confidence. Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds Show. Who would you rather have right now if you were a head coach in the NFL? Burrow or Josh Allen? Uh, Josh Allen. I think that uh, the, the, the difference in the physical nature of the running style in the initial quickness of athleticism the sudden mobility within the pocket. See what I here here's what go back and watch we we had this in NFL Europe with, with Kurt. Kurt Warner is one of the most savvy, most athletic players within the pocket, tackle to tackle, and he never got enough credit for. It. He was so difficult to sack. He was so difficult to bring down. I'm not saying he was a runner. I'm not saying he was this initial explosive ability to evade, but he always had a great sense for movement and creating that second passing chance. And that's exactly what Joe Burrow is. But with Josh, Josh is a guy that can just take the front door and go. Yeah. And considering how big he is, you have an appreciation for how explosive and sudden he is given his size. And that's why I made the comment about, Roethlisberger. He's a lot like Roethlisberger in terms of stature and size, but his initial athleticism is, I think, he's even better than Ben's when Ben came into the league. 
These three guys on the AFC side, good grief. There's no telling what what could play out the next five, seven, ten years between Mahomes and Josh and and Burrow. Um, out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. Lugs, we've got, we got about a minute here. Real quick, uh, wanted to ask you about, um, he's from here, from Hazelhurst, Mississippi. Uh, went to Ole Miss and then got in with the Oilers and the Astros and the Texas Longhorns, then went to ESPN for 20 years. Ron Franklin passed away uh, last week. Did you ever have any interaction at all with Ron Franklin at any time? Yeah, I've had. I, I, I certainly did. Um, actually, I did the Peach Bowl on radio several years back um, when he did the television broadcast. And uh, uh, so, and I had gotten to know him throughout the years a little bit, but really, where I really got to know a lot about him was, you know, I worked with Mike Godfrey for six, seven years. And Mike, obviously, after he was with Mike Patrick, was with Ron Franklin on the, on the primetime ABC college football crew. And he used to tell the funniest Ron Franklin stories. Um, I'll, I'll share one quick one with you. Mike Godfrey tells the story. It was Mike, Adrian Karsten, the late Adrian Karsten, yes. and Ron Franklin. They're in Boulder, Colorado. And the one thing you knew about Ron Franklin is when that game was over, he was out of there. That, that, that ball was kicked off in the first quarter. He pressed his talkback button, and he was making sure that producer had his car face forward, front in line, to get out of that television compound, right? So Mike Godfrey says they're coming out of a, a game in Colorado. They go down the elevator. They come out to the production truck. And if you're going to leave, you better keep pace with Ron Franken because he's going directly to the car, and he's leaving. Well, they had no police escort here. So they're, they're going through the crowd. And Ron Franklin does not care about pedestrians, right? So all of a sudden, Adrian Carson's in the, in the passenger seat in the front, and Mike Godfrey's in the back. Ron Franklin's driving, and he does not have a care in the world for any of the fans that are leaving the stadium. And all of a sudden, Mike Godfrey goes, I hear this, thump, 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 thump. And he looks back, and there's this guy standing behind the car. And, Mike, and Ron just keeps driving. Mike looks back and says there's a guy standing behind, hopping on one leg, holding his foot because Ron Franklin had run over his foot with his car. Holy smokes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's that's great. I tell you what, I, I thought, I thought first of all, I thought he did a great job, play-by-play. Play. Um, sure. I thought he had the pipes. And, oh, absolutely. You know, he would come back here, and we, we have a, a C-spot – Charlie Connerly was a great player many moons ago. And so the college football player of the year award goes to uh, who, you know, it's the Connerly award and Franklin would come back and MC it. But man, I, I yeah. thought he had a hell of a career Luke's and he, um, he, was, so really he was good. one of those guys. He was one of those guys that you could turn the TV on and not see him. And you know yes. exactly who it was. Yes. Yes. Hey bud, we appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Thanks. All right, buddy. Tom Luganbill on the Out of Bounds Show in the Corona Premier Guest Line. You're listening to 105.9 The Zone ESPN. I love it when Lugs talks QB1. That was good. Lil Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford. Man, we've got some great players in the league at the, the most important, most fun position. And as Blake said earlier, you know, the Rams did all this stuff and it worked out. Right? Trading for Matthew Stafford, Von Miller. Uh, OBJ and so on. Less need. Less need.
looking like a genius. Joe Manager of the Rams. Straight ahead. Is Sean Payton retiring? We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Bank Plus, it's more than a name. It's a promise. It's a promise.